So today was literally like positivity pockets all over this conversation. They like to call them positivity pucks. So if you don't know what that is and you want to blend it with pandemic, pandemic of positivity, yes, please. Okay, today, David Long and even Nathaniel Grecklick, who popped in for a couple of brief experiences within the show. Yes, you'll have to tune in to know what I'm talking about. But we literally unpacked so much goodness, not just about positivity, but light and love and leadership and how it's all combined together in this unique way that David Long has literally lived out his life, not just in the expression of his business, but also in his marriage and in his parenting experience. And so we went deep. We went back in the day and we fast forwarded to what's to come. And we want to bring you along for the mission, this pandemic of positivity. I'm raising my hand and taking all the sunshine with me. You guys know how I love to exude joy everywhere I go. So positivity and joy are one in the same. So this mission is so on my heart and I hope you join along. If you don't, you can get your badge and your pandemic of positivity puck by going to their website and enjoying there. If not, hang out with us on Clubhouse because that's where we got to know one another. Thank God for Clubhouse, right? All right. See you guys. This is your God wink. The moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. It's truly about our God-gifted passions meeting our purpose. You are one step away from achieving your idea, your dream, your calling, your purpose, whatever you want to call it. And I want to be there for the moment that you say yes in freedom, clarity, and confidence that you are living fully fit in who and whose you were made to be. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamara Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. 
All right, all right. You guys don't know how excited I am for this show. I think you guys always see my excitement, but me and David Long have been trying to have this podcast for months, and we are so excited to be able to just showcase you. We were supposed to have Nate with us, Nate Nathaniel, who's kind of your your partner in crime on this pandemic of positivity. Maybe he'll pop in and surprise us, but if not, it was supposed to be this way, right? right. Thank you for being here. It's so good to see you and finally put this together. That's great. I'm glad we were able to make it work. It's been a long time in the making, y'all. And the reason that we are connected, and I feel like this is often how you guys are hearing the connection. So if you're missing the 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 call to action, get on Clubhouse because this is how we got connected. And I first experienced it through all of these yellow badges that were popping up in the profile pictures. And around the, the seam, it says pandemic of positivity. And I, I'm not a positive person at all. Can you tell? I'm <laughs> super lame. I, I'm, a, I'm pessimistic all the time. No, I love positivity. So I want to hear all about this. But I know even before this existed, you have a long, beautiful career in automotive, in speaking, in, in helping people in leadership and team development. And so I just want to take this time to get to know you and honor you in the space. So thank you for being here. Oh, it's really my pleasure. I was looking forward to it. I hope Nate joins us. He is a character. He's I'm sure. Same energy as you. You guys are uh, one and the same. I love that. So David, let's jump in. I want to hear, I want to hear the backstory to David Long. Huh, I'm the youngest of eight. Oh, Lynn Lundy in the house. Right? <laughs> my dad was no Glenn Lundy. He was more like Ted Bundy, not Glenn uh, Lundy. <laughs> Ted Bundy, that's hilarious. Can we please put that on a speaker reel for him? <laughs> so, so I grew up, you know, like a lot of us, the people that are watching your podcast, I know you have a great following, so I'm really honored to be here. Uh, I had tremendous dysfunction, and and I wear that as a badge of honor because it created the space for me to be who I am today and to parent the way I parent today. And super grateful, my mom and dad did the best they could, considering they were alcoholic and drug addicts, and their mom and dads were alcoholics and drug addicts. So the neat thing is the cycle has been broken. Praise Jesus! Oh, for sure. I just got goosebumps when you said that. Super blessed. Like I was writing uh, this morning when I was journaling, what came up was I went from death and murder and suicide and a life that was just completely full of despair to a life that's beyond compare. Like, mm. and that was that's insane. <laughs> and that came out this morning as I was journaling. Like, I'm like, holy mackerel, a life full of despair to a life beyond compare. And, uh, and that's really kind of sums Gosh. up. That's insane. And Nathaniel came in just to hear it. Let's see if he can get him on here. Um, but that, I mean, I think that, I mean, that's definitely my story. Hi. No questions asked. Hey. That's my story. We can see you intermittently, Nate. We see you look real sharp in your bow tie, but you're like frozen in a gorgeous smile. That's perfect. <laughs> Just stay like that. Okay, we're going to pop them off so we can stay focused here. But um, I, I really believe that 
a lot of people and not everyone, this isn't everybody's story, right? Um, this despair component. Uh, but I do believe as you were speaking to that concept of cycles that are broken, those generational chains that are no longer bound to your children and the legacy of those children. I know you have a grandchild as well, is it made me actually visualize the pandemic of positivity and how it actually is in the form of a circle, another cycle but instead a cycle of him, a cycle of goodness, a cycle of wellness. And if we could take people off the cycle of brokenness, which I was a part of, I talk about it in my upcoming book that's going to be launched later this year and, and project them and traject them in a, a fresh trajectory of positivity, how much more beautiful the world would be. Oh, let's go. Right. That's what we do. That's why we're here. So t talk to me about from that understanding of a life of despair to a life beyond compare. How, why, where did you go and when did you lead into this specific movement? Um, so I think that the pandemic of positivity has been um, created, was created 33 years ago when I took that fork in the road that shifted from being focused on what was broken and wrong and started focusing on what was right and whole. And, um, and it just kind of came together during the pandemic, right? As I saw a lot of despair that I could relate with. Uh, and then in my personal story, we had five deaths in my family. My company had been cyber attacked and shut down until I paid a ransom. It was like a sci-fi movie. Uh, we had uh, deaths and fires in Sonoma County that people lost homes, people lost pets, people lost lives. Um, and I woke up one morning during the election, that contentious election that we went through during the pandemic, and I thought we have to, I have to get a group of people that are like-hearted to throw energy into positivity and putting things that are kind and thoughtful and compassionate and loving into our space and hoping that it would spill over. And it spilled over. Now you see all these little circles. We call them pucks. Ah, I love that. Like a positivity pucks. Everywhere you look. And I'm really blessed that we were able to throw some energy into it that shifted some of the perception of the word pandemic. And here we are. So true. I love it. All right. We can see you don't move, Nate. Tell us all <laughs> the things. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I, uh, I'm currently coming from Lake Placid um, from upstate New York. We're, we're all the way up. So my service cuts out a little bit. I apologize. It was a last minute video, gotta go type of deal. So uh, here I am, we're, we're moving and grooving. As you can see, you're on the journey well, with me. Fresh. Hello, we're glad to be here. We're on the ride. This is the thing about life, right? You say yes, and you don't know what it's always gonna look like, but you know if you can bring joy, like the two of you guys, you guys have electric smiles, it's amazing. Um, and I've, I've witnessed you from afar through Clubhouse, through video, through pictures. Um, I know that you guys have something special and and maybe I, I would I would dare to say bigger than what you prospered possibly imagine. And, and that's not only biblically founded, but also just from knowing my small community, um, what they need. And they need all of those things that you're talking about, kindness, positivity, thought, just generosity. Mm -hmm. So tell me, tell me, David, um, while 
our boy is frozen again. At least he looks good, right? Let's just give him a round of applause. If you're watching live and you see him frozen right now, it is a good is a good screensaver. Uh, tell me from from those components. You said it was about 30 years ago when this kind of birthed inside of you. Was that a um, a faith experience? Was it the deaths that propelled you into this understanding? What exactly led you? So my experience was uh, super different because I really had this um, difficulty accepting um, Jesus Christ as my savior. I, I went on so imagine this. So on Saturday nights, the police and ambulances would be there. And on Sunday, I would hop on a church bus and sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. And nothing made sense. <laughs> chaos, <laughs> chaos. So when I started this journey, it was hard for me to get back to that place. But it wasn't until I got back to that place that things started to change for me. I got goosebumps again. Um, and that's when I had, I went from hopelessness to hope filled. And the minute I had hope in my heart, I knew that my life was going to be different. And I knew that I was here and that I made it through all of that so that I could impact people. I love all of these different languages. They're actually different than any that I've heard. And I feel like it, there's nothing against people utilizing phraseology, but um, this is fresh. My lights just went off in my, that's awesome. This has been an, all the tech, all the tech. I feel more holy now that the, I feel like a halo of ring light. Um, but no, I think that there's there's so much depth to every component of what you're sharing here. And a lot of people who experience that almost like that straddling of I know this is good for me and healthy, but this is where I, what I'm used to. And this is what I know. And it's actually more comfortable. Uh, that was my story for a long time, living in the shadows while also being a youth leader. And the shadows were the place that had more adrenaline. Um, the shadows were the place that I felt um, almost more seen, which was a figment of my imagination, uh, a thousand percent an enemy tactic to tell me that this is where I belonged. When in fact, I, I was meant to be in, in his loving arms, in his grace and in truth and in light. Here I am speaking of light and the the light here, right? Um, so I, I think a lot of people can understand that. What was the trajectory? What was the revelation? What was the one thing that you were like, this is what I need, or this is what God woke you up to? Woke, stay woke, as Glenn always says. Stay woke. So the one thing was, and this is a pretty personal experience, was I was in my third treatment center. And, um, and that's when God spoke to me. He spoke to me through somebody that really resembled my dad, my physical father. And towards at the end of my dad's life, we became incredibly close, like hugging, kissing, loving, um, a relationship that I had always longed for. Um, and in my third treatment center, my primary care physician resembled him physically. And I was able to hear him in a way that I wasn't able to hear anyone else. And I was able to connect the dots that were always disconnected for me. And um, it just became crystal clear. And, I, and from that point forward, I've started every single day for 33 years on my knees. And I've ended every day on my knees. And it's been, it's been almost perfect. Yes, there's, I want to unpack that almost. But I think um, it's amazing how God knows what we need. And he, he rises to the occasion to meet it in a way that we couldn't even process, right? He actually came in physical form, obviously, as Jesus, but he came in physical form. Whether that doctor was a believer or not, he didn't need that, 
right? He, God got to utilize him as a, as a resource and a tool to your testimony. Um, actually, I had a very similar experience with the first pastor um, that I came to know when I was 29, uh, stepped into his church. And he, he just reminded me so much of my earthly dad and the things that I felt like I was lacking, he stepped into. And it made me uh, understand when people say God the Father, that this was a possible, that this was a tangible experience or expression of heaven. Um, And so I just love that he uses people. He uses imperfect people every single day to expand somebody else's understanding of who he is. I agree. I love that. I want Nate to talk, but I'm afraid he's going to drop again. Nate, we're talking about like. I know. I'm afraid I'm going to drop again too. It's David's like backstory. It's like it's literally the the uh, the dark places that he's sharing with us first. Because I know positivity and having such a desire to bring that, there has to be a backstory. Do you have a backstory? Yeah. What propels you to this? Well, uh, at 11 months old, I almost died on an operating table for open heart surgery. So that's one. Um, but I mean, I just. I've grown up with this positivity from just the fact of gratitude of uh, knowing where my parents came from and knowing it's, it's a knowing who God is and knowing that uh, of what he's done and at a younger age of actually coming to conceptualize the, the, the real Of course, right in the middle of the good stuff. Go, go, go back, go back. Are you there? Really? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, we can't hear you. It's okay. You're, you sound like you're in the matrix. It's like an actual real life clubhouse experience. <laughs> All right, I'm dropping you. You're going to have to come back. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh my gracious. He was writing the good stuff. I wanted to hear how he came to know God so young and what that what that means to him today. So I want to unpack the how. Okay. So one, you said that it's almost perfect. Not that I need to know what the almost is because we know that perfection is a figment of our imagination and um, only achieved uh, officially in heaven. Actually, I have a bracelet on that my friend just got me and it's called, it says progress, not perfection. Oh, that's something we say in recovery. Uh, I know. And and I would say, actually, I'm in the process and maybe you can give me feedback. I'm in the process of creating the subtitle to my book and I I don't like to label people. So even when you said like I was in I was in the treatment center, my mind immediately went to, oh, an addict. He mentioned alcohol. I'm assuming it's alcoholism. I don't know. I don't really need to know Um, drug addiction. But I feel like there's a ton of cultural addictions that are deemed um, okay. Uh, and, and I believe in many ways I was, uh, societally addicted to consumerism, to perfectionism, to achievement, to success. Right. And, and those things to the outside looking in are like, oh, that's fine. She's addicted to fitness. She looks good. No, no body image issues. Right. Personal experiences, mental battles that were taking place. And so while I never um, have dealt specifically with alcoholism myself, I have been affected by alcoholism, still am today, actually. Um, so I'm just curious from this idea of addiction, how like this, this pandemic, I love this word phraseology because it just brings so much life to what we've known in the last year. 
how does it how does it parallel and how do you help people break free free of it just from positivity how do you break free from the addiction yeah addictions yeah huh i never had anybody ask me that that way but you know i think as a society we are somewhat addicted to um finding what's wrong i think it takes very very little effort and it's comfortable and it's familiar and people have a propensity with our two million year old brain to you know be in survival mode and protect ourselves from saber tooth tigers right but um in that all being part of our makeup i think the people that i've come in contact with and me for sure that forever it was easy for me to find the what was wrong in any situation uh, but it was more difficult and it required a lot of mental effort to find out what was right in the situation and that's how i lead too by the way so i have a, a few hundred people in my company and and I, I think it would be really easy for me to walk around and find out what's broken and point it out and coach people up on that but it's been so fun to be able to walk around and find all that's right. And I'm almost ridiculed and criticized for that. But I did that with my, I coach you sports too. And when I do that, and it's not Pollyanna positivity, it's not ignoring the weed. <laughs> I love this. But the flowers and the, and the um, people step into their greatness inside of that environment in a way that I've never experienced by coaching people up on their weaknesses. I've never experienced it. So I hope that answered your question a little bit. It does. It really does. And I'm, I'm super curious about this piece from an entrepreneurship perspective, from leading a small team um, at this point in my career and, and knowing the power that, and I say power, I don't mean that in like a pompous way. And I don't mean that in a, a control freak kind of way. I mean it in a, service experience, right? As the leader, you have a, a responsibility, let's say that instead of power, to, to cater and to serve and to love on the people that you have brought into your vicinity who are actually partnering with you in your mission, whether you're paying them full time, whether they're a volunteer, whatever that looks like. Um, so I'm curious about this concept of leading out of positivity and knowing that the mental health piece for you has to be a consistent experience for you to be able to stay in that frame of mind. Teach us a bit. Whew. So it was a scary, um, I, I visualized walking the plank, the plank off the negative boat and just dropping into to faith and figuring out, because I didn't know where it would go. Because I had never, I was coached by the guy that would scream and yell and throw things at me and uh, and I responded to that. I'm not going to I can't see anybody yelling at you. You have like the sweetest just face. I can't even imagine that. So, as a pr prior athlete, like I didn't have a coach that nurtured me and told me what I was doing right. Like I was afraid every day I woke up. Um, and in that fear, for me, I performed really well in that environment. But what I found out is the older I got, not many people, a very few people perform well in that kind of a stressful environment. I think inside of that stress uh, creates people to perform very poorly. And I don't know, do you know who Sean Acor is? No, not offhand. The happiness advantage. Okay, no, I don't. Oh my God, you're going to love him. Okay. You got to get him on your show. Okay, so, I'm going to write him down. Anyway, he was one of the first people that helped me identify that if I could just always pick out the positive. And just continue to focus on building people up and giving them a space to find their own greatness. Um, 
things would be completely different. And if I told you the results that I'm getting as a result of that, it is, although I was fearful and terrified to go there and thought, well, if I don't point out what's not going right, then that's going to continue to happen. Well, that has not been the case for me. Wow. What's been the case for me is when I point out all the things that are great and use that as my leadership style and my mantra, and I beat that drum consistently, I get more of that. And the stuff that's not going well that I would have normally said, hey, don't you know that you should have? And that stuff just goes away. You know, it's crazy. And I never really thought about it or conceptualized it in this way, though. I feel like as you're saying it, I'm exampling it in things that have happened is how parallel this is also to our intimate relationships. I'm thinking of my husband. I'm thinking of my children. And and when we give positive affirmations in that realm, how much better and more succinct we are as a unit. So it's it's really you're, you're saying you're doing this on a mass experience with hundreds of people, which is phenomenal. But really, you're cultivating being seen, known, and loved. And in that, they're feeling trusted and therefore they then activate even further. You're really cultivating what I believe heaven would want to see in a family, in a family unit. And and you're creating it by positive affirmation. We know that no different than love languages, you're giving, you're giving them this expression to be able to come to work joyful and actually want to help, help what in whatever capacity they have quick commercial break. I know I hate these things too, but it's so critical that you grow your business for God's sake. And I mean that pun intended with all the love in my heart to get you from a place of ideation to activation. Stop dreaming, start doing, stand up, start saying yes to the call that God has on your life. We are going to be joining in Lexington, Kentucky with none other than the beautiful Rise and Grind community with Glenn Lundy, who will be co-hosting this incredible conference. This is the second annual, and he has taken me under his wing to be able to share this stage to motivate and inspire and I cannot wait to see you there November 5th through the 7th if you want to come in for the VIP experience which who doesn't want to come along for VIP that's all access passes to the speakers and the artists and you'll be able to dine with us in the private rooms with your own special bathrooms so of course come one day two day three day passes available as well and we cannot wait as Glenn and I say to hug your neck see you there so tell me, because you're in the automotive industry, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to know what led you into that career, because I know a lot of the automotive industry does not operate on this realm at all. So you going to speak to all of these places, do they reject it immediately? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the outcast. I beat to a completely different... I'm not in the car industry, by the way. Uh, okay, tell me more. So I'm in the people industry. Uh, and and I, it's funny because the person that owns my company, and we're very successful, we've been in business for 60 years, when we first met and I told him my leadership style and I told him what I thought a good job looked like and I told him my experience with cars and my knowledge of automobiles, uh, it's a miracle that I'm even here right now because I don't know anything about cars. I have zero interest in cars, but I love people and I love organizational leadership and I love positivity. So it's great because he... In the beginning, he was like, well, why don't we coach them up on and why don't we really dig in and help them know that we can't have this happening anymore? And I'm like, Henry, I love that. And that's your style, but that's not mine. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about how great we're doing over here. And we're going to use that. And we're going to grow from that experience 
We're not going to shrink to that experience. And do you know who um, Dennis Waitley is? Yes, I do. So he was somebody that impacted me. I had a chance to talk to him last week. Oh, uh, were you on the sales call too when he was, or like the morning that they were doing oh, his interview? I, so I was on one of them and he and I were talking and it was like the fact that I could talk to him. Oh, how special. Uh, it was unbelievable. And Jerry Jampolsky and Dennis Waitley at the same time impacted my life. And this was back in the late 80s, right when I got, by the way, I had a street name of Chemical Dave. Okay. Okay, that gives me some context to your situation. So when I was introduced to, and I started this whole new journey, and Jerry Jampolsky and Dennis Waitley were like my heroes, Uh, Dennis talked about love and the acronym for love. Did you hear that? No, I missed that. So, and it really ties into what you just said about you and your husband and the way I lead and, and my team. So love, the L stands for look for the positive. Like actually look for it, be purposeful and intend to find positive. I mean, it takes, takes effort. The, the O is for overlooking shortcomings, right? It's super easy to find shortcomings. And the V is voice, consistently voice what's good. Like go out of your way to affirm and tell people what you find to be good. And then the E is consistently remember that it takes effort to find and do those things. So that's the acronym for love. And I really love when I heard 33 years ago, back in 1988, when I heard Dennis talking about that and Jerry talking about the only two things that really have is love and fear. And if we can focus on love, we can eliminate the fear. And that's really where my whole leadership style has come from. That is incredible. You've written a book on this yet? So I have a book, yeah, but it's selling related. And it's okay. So that's the, okay. The new I think there's called Step Zero, and Step okay. Zero is all about the things we're talking about today. Amazing. And is that out yet? It is not. Ah, yay! No, it is soon to be out this year. Maybe. Uh, I would say no, based okay. on what I have going on. Okay. Well, that is amazing. And I love that it's in the works. I always like to call people into something and that legacy, just like Dennis Waitley did for us. Um, I was with Brian Binstock and Glenn Lundy when they, they heard him coming on Breakfast of Champions and to hear in similar camaraderie as what you're saying, listening to him back in the day and reading the books and then to be fast forward 30 years and experiencing him in that manner. It was almost like a childhood legend, right? Like you're experiencing Michael Jordan and he was, is like so excited and he's like be quiet be quiet like turning up the volume in the porch right like i'm like this is amazing because i i'm like thinking in my in my perspective who in my life have i like allowed to have that much of an impact on me and when i was young if i was 30 years forward who would that be and i and i cannot I cannot think of somebody who's impacted my life like that. Um, And so I, in a reading context perspective, but these people that I'm surrounding myself with now, people like yourself, David, I'm, I'm perplexed by, enamored by, um, grateful to feel expanded by. Uh, and I think that that's an important lesson for people to know who are listening now and, and who will in the future is that we always have an opportunity to learn. And more so importantly, in, in parallel to what you said, we always have an opportunity to love. Um, and in that loving, we get to lead well, better. Um, a question that my coach always asks that I feel like it, as you were talking about the two different um, styles between you and your um, partner, 
is is this question that it's not just focusing on the positive and completely writing off what they could be doing better. Um, it, it actually ends up illuminating, oh, if this is so good, we want them to also feel this same way and us to have the same result over here. Um, it's almost like that osmosis experience of, of positivity in different layers. Um, but the question he always asks, and I'm curious how you all present this from a leadership perspective, he always says, what if, what if you tried this? Or what if this was the true solution? Or what if you took this lens towards that problem? And that has been um, the positive shift in my perspective that has helped me uh, to, to play, I think would be the word I would use, to play with problems rather than to shun from them. So how, how do you guys do that from a leadership perspective? Gosh, I love that. Um, so my coach and I had that very same conversation this week. Really? How cool. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. More goosebumps. So, <laughs> but before I really address that, think about, this is what I think about. Most people that I know, maybe everyone I've ever met, has an element of fear, mm -hmm. right? So. I don't know that I need to go up and point things out that are not right because if people are coming from a place of fear, but they feel safe, they're already examining their shortcomings. You know, not their scotomas, not not the things that they're unaware of and they can't see. But I mean, if you have a job and you know what a good job looks like, and I've set it up right where it's very clear, you know if the bar is not being met or exceeded and you are operating like everybody with a little insecurity and a little fear, you're going to address that anyway. I don't even have to say anything. As a matter of fact, you're probably going to be harder on yourself than my comments could ever be on you. So to your point and what your coach said and what my coach said this week is it's a discovery. It's just a conversation. Let's talk about it. What obstacles can I remove? What can I do to help you? How can I serve you? And the person in that scenario is going to go to, I need this, I'm thinking that, and, if, and it might be best if we do, right? So, and it doesn't require me to be that hard guy, that tough ass that I used to be, yeah. right? So if I can spend all my time and energy in that place that feels good, keeping people safe but stretched, and when I say safe but stretched, we're accomplishing things, I call it the unthinkable, and not just because of what our market's doing, but we're outpacing our market 300%. Wow. Right. So when I think about the unthinkable that we're creating in a space that people feel safe and stretched, I think this new two-year, uh, I call it my two-year Petri dish, I think the experiment is working out. Wow. How have you been able to get coverage to this pandemic of positivity? Because I feel like it is um, it is so new and so different than other leadership styles and other ways of just existing. Ha have you had much media coverage in this yet? You know, I have had a little, okay. um, but I haven't gone out. I, so I use like your bracelet. Yeah. Talks about um, progress, not perfection, which I absolutely love. I have uh, a thought, attraction rather than promotion, mm, right? It's been like sometimes I'm going to be the only Bible that somebody reads, right? So it needs to be attraction rather than promotion for me. And I know some people promote more than they attract, but I prefer to, to do attraction rather than promotion. So in that way, like it attracted you. Right. And you're a who set it of a huge magnitude. And I'm hoping that you 
spread the message. And I'm hoping that the people like Brian and Glenn that are friends of mine, they spread the message. And Liza Borges is on the board and she spreads it. And Joy Farley is on the board and she spreads it. So that's just, that's the only way I know to get the message out. But at the end of the day, I really believe if it's meant to be, it'll find a life of its own with just a little bit of love and encouragement from people like you. Does that answer your question? It does. Absolutely does. And I think that there's like a, a momentum behind goodness and a swell and a surge that's taking place just in in communities across the globe. But specifically, I can feel it a lot in, in this revival understanding, not just church oriented, but this uh, eagerness that people have for something good, for mm-hmm. something light, for something that doesn't weigh them down or hold them back or shut them up. Right. We and, and that's ultimately what is happening to so many people. And so um, I just think that this is that concept of for such a time as this and that it's been deposited and simmered on and exampled um, through your life and through the people that you've led this long. It's going to take traction really quickly. So I'm excited to partner in that regard and, and be there for that. I my brand is rainbow and I, I want to just own the promise of God and everything that we do. And positivity is surely a component of, of who he is. And, and it's, it's eagerness within everyone to experience it from a very young age. I mean, honestly, before communication of, of words is a thing for children, how do they respond to positivity? They respond when you give them that bright smile and you're trying to communicate them with sound and the goo goo gagas, right? And, and it's the positivity rather than the shaken baby syndrome, which is a drastic experience of, of high to low. I didn't mean to trigger anyone. Um, but just the, the knowing that it positivity is, is even less about words as it is, like you're saying, about attraction. And I love, I just love the concept. I'm such a visual learner. So I'm giving myself all of these beautiful, um, almost like amoeba-like visuals inside of my head of what the positivity momentum could look like for uh, a broken world, a broken, a broken society. Well, there is nothing decisive, divisive about kindness, yeah. about love, about mm-hmm. compassion, and about positivity, right? If that can't unite us and give us something to focus on that feels good, and helps us become better. I don't know what can. That's a mic drop. <laughs> I love that so much. Nothing divisive about this. My curiosity, as you were sharing before, knowing where you've been and knowing the leadership that you had in your life, who led you? Like who was mentoring you in this process? Was it simply a biblical, like Holy Spirit experience as you stepped into the becoming of yourself? Hmm. You know, I think it was from the purposeful selection of my inner circle, right? So it wouldn't, it's from the books I chose to read, the videos I chose to watch, the YouTube I in, intake, um, and that's what led me. What led me was I wanted to break the cycle. I wanted, it started by being the best parent I could be, um, and I have three children. Love that. that. I think if, uh, and I feel a little emotional, but I think if you, Ask them. I think I've parented better than I've done anything in my life. Mm-hmm. Now I get a chance to be a grandfather. Yeah. And seeing that cycle broken and seeing them as whole human beings and not needing to be fixed is the brightest um, spot in my entire life. 
So, so incredibly powerful. I'm, I'm curious. And you said that you, you had this incredible experience with your father before he's, is he still with you? No, he passed when I, um, I was 21. Okay. So you had already come into your emerging of who you are today at this point or? No. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that was one of the things that accelerated me uh, finding a new path. Interesting. The reason that I ask specifically is um, I've had this incredible experience in the last few months to have my mom come live with me um, for some circumstances and things that she's walking through, addiction being one of those affected experiences in her personal life. And to see her see the home that I've been able to cultivate alongside my husband that is very drastically different than the home that I was raised in. And I was raised in a very beautiful home. She knows this. She knows that I love her. And again, just like you honored your parents, it's, they did the best that they knew how, right? Um, but to see her look at it from a different lens and see her evolve into her personal pandemic of positivity, um, it's, it's a true treasure to witness that. And so I think it's amazing to know that this cycle, while we think it's just generational in one direction, can actually affect change to the generations ahead of us as well, right? Not just behind. For sure. And the people that knew us then. Yes. Tell right. me about that. Because I'm curious about, I literally thought about that already. I'm like, I wonder what his childhood friends think of him. <laughs> they don't even recognize me. It's kind of neat. So my oldest brother is my best friend. I mean, other than my son, my son and my daughter's best friends for sure. My wife, best friend. But my oldest brother said David, and he was very serious and he's not often serious. He's a real practical joker. And he's, but he said, I witnessed firsthand the transformation and it's unbelievable. Like seeing it take place and he can't believe it. Right. So seeing what it was like, what happened and what it's like now has been um, nothing short but miraculous, and it has very little to do with David and everything to do with the choices I made and, and having my God, my higher power, uh, guide my steps every single day. I think that I um, I experienced that firsthand even when I witnessed my own self. I like can see myself pictures from when I was younger to pictures to who I am now and the massive difference. Um, you mentioned prior to us getting online, you're like, I love seeing you in pictures with all my friends this past weekend. When I see myself in a picture now, it's, um, it's, it's almost like I'm not looking at myself. I'm looking at the redemption that just is blanketed over my life rather than seeing Tamara, I see God. And I, that's my prayer for anybody who comes into experience with not just this, this experience that you're putting on, but any experience of a believer, right? Um, it's, it's really that attraction quality. I, I'm going to stick holds to that. Like that attraction versus promotion, I think is so powerful. Well, you, when I saw the light, in your smile and how it impacted because i know glenn well and i know brian well and i think um barbara majeski might have been in the picture that i'm referring to yeah but knowing those three and seeing the light and the love and the smiles and the authenticity was awesome yeah. it was super cool 
it was pretty magical. I, I'm, I'm still enamored by it. And I know that it's just the beginning, which makes it that much more exciting, no different than than what you have planned. I, you guys, you can't see this, but we see we see Nate in the back end and he's still frozen. So I'm not going to bring him to to the table. I'm just going to have to bring him on for his own show. There it was go. intentional. It was is a okay. We can we can double it up, right? Double double the fun. Um, I want to say hi to him before he goes, Nathaniel. We love you, Nate. We love you. You're frozen again. So we'll do this again when you are rooted in a location. <laughs> He's so handsome. I heard about his dancing and his boom box and all the positivity that he brings everywhere. So it'll be fun to unpack that. But let's let's stay focused on you, um, David. I am first off honored by the time um, investment and the opportunity to spend with you. And I want you to be able to get other people into um, the experience of what you have, the trajectory of where you hope to go. I'd love to hear what's the vision, what's the big vision that you have as you're continuing to move forward into the next becoming phase or season of your life. So my big vision or the pandemic? Your, your, yours, it, it might parallel, it might not, but yours individually. So as I transition from this season to my next season, it's super clear to me that everything that I'm doing now, I'm going to be able to do more, right? Because I have more, right? I have more freedom. I have more uh, access. So the neat thing is with people like you and the other people that are help promoting what's going on right now, there, this is only a labor of love. There's nothing monetized about this pandemic of positivity. So when you talked about the circle, it's perpetual, right? I don't see it having to end. And I see it being able to continue perpetuate from generation to generation to generation. My kids are already completely on board, which is super it. cool. It's, like I know you have kids. It's right? so good. Yeah, I have kids. And it, I want them to have that, that energy. I mean, I witnessed that firsthand. And I think it's about the nurturing. It's about the nurturing of people, loving people the way that they should be loved. We just didn't experience it. So it is feels new. It feels different. It feels almost sometimes uncomfortable. But then when you lean into it, you realize how great it feels because it's not just how you feel when you lead, love, partner, create positivity, but also what the the reaction is, which is I want to see it firsthand. I want to come and visit you and and see your people dancing outside of your office because <laughs> that's not normal, right? Like you that's don't not normal. It's not normal. But well, how I'm gonna bad. show you one thing from a parent perspective that has given me so much joy. Yeah. So our kids, they when they go to any interact whether it's school, whether it's a sporting event, whether it's the a tournament, their job in their mind is to find somebody that needs love. Now, what that does for them is it takes them out of themselves, right? Which now they're not operating from a fearful, what are people thinking about me? How do people perceive me? Am I wearing the right clothes? What they get to do is be outside of themselves and pour into somebody that needs it. So it's an absolute win-win. So as a dad, seeing my kids do that is the epitome of the pandemic of positivity. That's love, that's compassion, and that's kindness all rolled into one. And the side benefit is they don't have to be consumed with self. That part, that is, that's the trajectory path, right? Like that we were never taught. We think of the American dream. We think of this, this race of perfectionism that we talked about before. We think of the success patterns and it is all self-driven. Even this, this self-love, um, addiction. I, I, I believe that that is an, another addiction of illuminating self. 
um, when in fact we should be illuminating the hymn that is within the self. Um, and that's what this is doing. And so I cannot wait to teach my kiddos. You have like, you have a lot of books that you need to write. Like you've got the, the one that's coming out, but then you've got the pandemic of positivity. And then you have a parent's version. I need the children's book. We actually have a children's book author on live with us right now, Blair. Maybe she can pick it up and contract it for you. But I think that this mission is is legacy driven. And I think it is carrying the heart of, of the father, biblical lens for sure. Um, I know that he's going to continue to bless you as you propel um, the momentum behind it. But I don't think that it's going to have to be of works to do it. And I think that's a really cool place to be in, because oftentimes, even in a mission that is a a heart centered, God centered mission, you feel like there's a lot that has to go into it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you're going to have that problem at all. I'm not feeling that's not my experience at this point. Yeah. It's it's wild. I mean, do you know anything that's parallel to that? Um, no, like the ice bucket challenge and yeah, things, right. <laughs> like those kind of things get legs because they're real and they're impactful, and people are people can get behind that. So that's yeah. what I think. That's that's why I think this has gotten life of its own. I love that so much. And I loved that challenge. I did it over my 18 month old in a pool with little kids. And I have that video. It is on replay every time it comes around. And I love it so much. Um, I am grateful to know you. I am so thankful for this time with you. Um, Let's see if I know a poor Nathaniel. He can't even hear us. You're there. You look amazing. You're coming in for the finale. (laughs) You're coming in the finale. I know. So. Give us a mic drop. Give us a mic drop. You got stuck behind. Um, Be great, do great, and help one person every day. There you go. Boom. Boom. Oh, no. And we froze. No, you didn't. Any final words, David? Uh, No, just it's it's great to be here with you. I love seeing Nate. Nate, thanks for putting this together. You did a good job. <laughs> I love it. We're, I we'll have you best, back bro. on. I try my best. Yeah, we'll have you I'm, back when on. I'm in front of a computer and I have everything going. Uh, wear the we'll same outfit. I'll make sure. Wear the same outfit. <laughs> I will wear look- the same. All right, I'll make sure. And I'll have a green screen too, so we can just put this this in the background. So yes. just screenshot this, and we'll be fine. <laughs> okay, we'll start over. I just screenshotted it. it for us. Every- we're going to look really good on our social media posts. I just screenshotted this. You guys look great. I love you it, you guys. You better, David. He uh, does. He nice. does. You guys are electric. I love you. I'm so grateful to know you. And we will be in touch. But in the meantime, you guys take these lessons to heart. And even as a child, we're supposed to act in childlike faith. Find someone that needs love today and activate in that. And if you are doing that, you're already taking part in the pandemic of positivity. Tell someone why maybe later. Um, And just realize that a lot of these things happen in the secret place. It just made me think of this and prompted it. You don't have to promote this. It's just going to be an attraction that people are going to want to take hold of. So I, I love everything that you shared today, David. I'm excited to be with you in person one day. And same with you, Nate. We will, we'll surely get together and Spread the love. David gives the best hugs, by the way. Oh, yay. That doesn't surprise me. All right, y'all. See you later. Thanks for being here. See you. Have a great day, everyone. Hey, y'all. It's me again. I hope in today's episode you sense and ignite to an ember within you. 
something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fitandfaith underscore podcast or me personally at tamra.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the Fit and Faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.